Welcome everyone to Raku Raku Japanese, a podcast where I do not teach the Japanese, but rather talk about my experience of learning this language and the journey I'm still in, and maybe share some tips and advice for those who are thinking of learning Japanese or already learning it. I am your host, Idana Hasanova. This is our very first podcast. Welcome everyone on board. Today I want to share my own journey of learning Japanese from the very beginning up until this moment. How I started learning it, what I did first, what I did next, what is my strategy now, my motivation, and so on. Let me first quickly recap my path of learning Japanese so far, and then I can go into details of each stage of learning. Currently, I'm a junior university student majoring in applied mathematics. I live in Kyrgyzstan, so my native language is Kyrgyz. I also speak fluently in Russian and English. I started learning Japanese in July of 2022. Why did I decide to learn Japanese in the first place? It was summer after I completed my second year of studies in college. I remember I was online researching the potential countries where I want to go to pursue my master's degree after I graduate from university. For some reasons, I decided to stick to Japan. I wasn't a huge fan of anime at the beginning, which is one of the biggest reasons why people start learning Japanese. I think I just love Japan for its aesthetics and culture. And as you know, it is the kind of country where knowing the local language is necessary, or at least it makes a huge difference between going there with zero Japanese and going there with at least some knowledge of the language. I was honestly very happy to start learning a new language, especially such an interesting one as Japanese, which is so much unlike other languages. In fall of 2022, I also started attending Japanese club in my university. I think because of that, my motivation definitely grew even stronger. I also learned a lot more Japanese and I see how beautiful and interesting it is compared with my knowledge of Japanese at the very, very beginning. You know, when I think about the mastery of some skill, when I think about the time and future when you'll achieve mastery, if you continue studying every day like this, personally, it motivates me a lot. So first off, I want to talk about my current level, but before that, about JLPT. For those who don't know, it is a Japanese language comprehension test for non-natives. There are five levels of this test, from N5 to N1, where N5 is an elementary level, the easiest one, while N1 is the most difficult level where your Japanese has to be advanced or proficient. I haven't taken official JLPT yet, but based on the practice tests on the internet, I find questions and tasks on N4 level quite easy. I have around 80 to 95% of correct answers, so I think maybe my level is upper N4, which is like between pre-intermediate and intermediate. So as you can see, I'm still a learner, just like you are, I'm still learning Japanese and I'm enjoying this process. While I'm still a learner, while I'll still have a fresh memory of the things I did at the beginning and the way I started learning Japanese, I thought, why not share it with other people who are thinking of learning Japanese or who are already actively learning it? Maybe you will find something useful. First off, everyone has different opinions about the best methods for learning Japanese. At the same time, everyone might have different personal goals in mind. For example, someone wants to successfully take JLPT or you might want to move to Japan. You might be aiming at improving speaking abilities only, 
or you just might want to be able to watch anime without subtitles, you never know. So when it comes to learning styles, some say that the immersive approach is the best one. It is the approach where you listen to the language a lot, you read a lot, you don't spend time reading textbooks, learning grammar, all these kind of traditional activities. You have lots and lots of input and you learn from that. I think that's great. That's a great approach. That's how basically, as you know, kids learn the language when they hear it every day, even without learning grammar or any kind of rules. But in my opinion, for those who are complete beginners and studying the language at the conscious age, that should be done at a bit later stage. For you to pursue this immersive approach, you should build a foundation, right? Some basic knowledge and skills like reading the alphabet, hiragana and katakana, having some basic vocabulary, the most commonly used day-to-day -day words, and some basic grammar. With that in mind, the first thing I did was to learn how to read in Japanese. But before that, because I knew nothing about writing system in Japanese, I did just a little bit of online research. I tried to find where you should start in the first place. So first, I found out about three writing systems like hiragana, katakana, and kanji. I'll just quickly say that hiragana and katakana represent sounds or syllables, while kanji represent meanings or concepts. They might have several meanings and several pronunciations. I think all the articles on the internet suggested me that I should learn hiragana first and then katakana. That's a common and logical thing to do. That's what I did. Obviously, I needed to get the pronunciation right when learning the alphabet, so the best and easiest option is to do it on YouTube, which is what I did. The first thing that popped out there was a video by a famous Japanese poet 101. I will leave the link in the description of our episode. That video was called something like learning hiragana in one hour. They teach each syllable by the method of mnemonics. The idea is that you can better and easier memorize something if you create some kind of visual or meaningful association in your mind. For example, they said that hiragana A looks like apple, which also starts with A. I also highly recommend you to come up with your own associations, for example, depending on your native language. For example, Japanese syllable mo looks like there is a bridge on top of a thin river, or at least that's how I see it. And the bridge in Russian language is most, which starts with mo just like this mo hiragana. So to sum up, I had one table of all hiragana without their pronunciation in romaji, so, so that I could recall the pronunciation myself. The key is to go over all hiragana multiple times, trying to recall the association and the pronunciation itself. That's how basically I could memorize all of them. Create association and recall them many, many times when you see them. The next day, I went on to learn katakana. I basically used the same method. There is a similar video by Japanese bot 101. The only exception was that this time it was a little bit easier because some katakana look just like a simplified version of hiragana. So it took me two days to somehow memorize hiragana and katakana, but of course, it doesn't mean that I could immediately read words fast or not make any mistakes. I, at the beginning, I was a very slow reader, but it's okay because everything will come with practice. One mistake that I made that you shouldn't make is reading in romaji, which basically means that the Japanese words will be written in latent script, like, for example, English. As soon as you learn Japanese alphabet, try to read in hiragana as much as possible. Even if romaji seems so attractive and easier to read, try to always choose Japanese script. First off, it will help you gain speed. 
the more you read, the faster you will get. Also, when I learned a new word, I used to write its pronunciation in Romaji because it was easier and not in Hiragana. So don't do it. Immerse yourself fully into the language. Write the pronunciation in Hiragana, which shows a more accurate pronunciation than, for example, latent script. Alright, now as we learned how to read, the next step I did is build some basic vocabulary, you know, day-to-day -day words like I, person, friend, school, or verbs like to eat, to go, to do, and so on. I checked many resources, I googled 100 basic words, 200 most popular words in Japanese, and then words for JLPT and 5, and so on. Some were really good, some were not, but eventually on YouTube I found a video called Learn all 800 JLPT and 5 vocabulary by JLP Launch. I will also leave the link to the video. From that video, I learned around maybe 500 words, many of them with kanji as well. So, but for now, I will not go into details because I'm going to have another episode where I will mainly talk about how to effectively memorize words in Japanese and increase your vocabulary. The reason why I decided to learn basic vocabulary before starting to learn grammar is that when you learn a new grammar topic, there are always examples of sentences or phrases where that new grammar rule will be used. And usually these are beginner grammar books, and the authors don't use some sophisticated or more advanced words in their sentences. Now, these are also the most beginner-friendly words, like those that I mentioned. So, in order to understand those examples, instead of translating each word one by one, I think it's better to learn at least some of them beforehand. And honestly, it did help me a lot. I remember I would actually get very happy when I would see a sentence and actually understand its meaning because of the some vocabulary that I already built before. To make an analogy here, words are bricks that you use to build a house and the grammar is cement or like a glue that you use to connect the words together. Alright, yeah, as you see, the next stage of my early beginner journey was to learn Japanese grammar. I will also probably dedicate another detailed podcast for the grammar alone. There are multiple ways to learn grammar through different apps, videos, or textbooks. You might choose whatever medium that you prefer. I personally prefer textbooks when I just started. Among the textbooks too, there are many options here like Genki, Minna no Nihongo, Teikin's grammar textbook and other very popular ones. But for some reasons, I chose a Japanese grammar book by Nobuo Akiyama and Carol Akiyama, published by Barron's Educational Series, which is also a very popular series. I learned the most important basics of Japanese grammar there, like First of all, sentence structure in Japanese language, most important particles, two types of verbs, also verbs plain and polite forms, conjugations of verbs, and so on. That textbook was crucial in my early experience of learning Japanese. However, the major drawback of that book is that it uses romaji, and I already told you why it's not the best idea. But overall, the book was very helpful. Being grammatically correct and knowing grammar rules, all of this stuff is very important, but one thing to remember is that if you read a grammar textbook, you are just learning a theory. After learning some grammar point, if you read a sentence somewhere else that uses that grammar point, you might be able to understand it, but understanding isn't the only goal that we have. The main goal is probably to be able to use the grammar rule ourselves, like in real life, whenever we want. That was one of my mistakes, although I'm really grateful for taking time to go through the whole textbook and writing down countless useful example sentences. 
But I can't say that I was fluent in using grammar in speaking, even the basic ones at some point. To be able to use grammar in your speech, you have to, first of all, practice it a lot through speaking and writing. And second, you have to listen to how native speakers use it in real life, for example, through watching YouTube videos or reading the text in Japanese, for example, when native speakers write something on social media. So to sum up, read and listen a lot to understand how, for example, grammar is used in real life. And most importantly, use it yourself. Even if you make mistakes at the beginning, that's okay. But not only okay, but also very helpful. After I finished that book, you know, university was about to start. I had less time and less motivation for Japanese. So I took a break of about two months. But after that, when I resumed my studies, I found out Masa Sensei's YouTube channel, which I loved so much. Currently, she has more than 200 lesson videos, number from one up to the last one, beginning from the easiest grammar till more and more difficult. In each of them, she teaches a grammar point or some useful Japanese common expression. She first off introduces the concept, teaches how to use it from a grammatical point of view, and then writes many examples of usage. I personally found her channel really useful, so I also recommend to check it out. Although I already learned some grammar from textbook, there were things that I forgot or things that I wanted to review or didn't know very well before. This is a very common thing. To better understand something, you might want to learn about it from different sources. In my case, both the Baron's Japanese grammar book and Masa Sensei's channel. But now, if I see some new expression or grammatical construct that I don't know, I just Google it and read it from JLPT Sensei website, which I also recommend a lot. After I watched around 60 videos from Masa Sensei, I started to learn Japanese more directly. I think my learning style finally became more like immersion-based. Currently, I mainly listen a lot. These are most of the time YouTube channels of Japanese native speakers. I will also recommend you some channels in future. I learn many new words and expressions from them, and sometimes even grammar. I also, besides that, I also started to read and write more as well. The new words, kanji, grammar rules that I learned mainly come from the input that I have in the form of reading and listening. Through this immersion-based approach, I think I discovered that it's actually a very joyful and actually effective and more direct way of learning the language. So to sum it up, I think that's it for today's episode. There were different details that I mentioned today, but the main idea is that, yes, there are different opinions and approaches, methods, everyone chooses what they want the best or what they think is the best for learning. There are people who successfully learn Japanese without any grammar textbook, just through immersion, but what I did is at the beginning when I knew nothing, I built some base consisting of alphabet, some basic kanji, vocabulary and grammar. It can take only several months to do so, but after that, standing on the foundation that you already built, you're gonna improve your Japanese through lots of input, listening and reading and lots of output, speaking and writing. So the information that you're going to learn from now on as you build your foundation is going to be more and more advanced and more difficult. So that's it for today. This was Rako Rako Japanese. Thank you for listening to this episode. Stay tuned for the next one.